No, yeah, fired up. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems, downtown studio. Flames with a 3-1 win last night against the extremely shorthanded Minnesota Wild, but Dem to breaks. Flames with an impressive 3-1 win, thanks to number 25, Jacob Markstrom. Again, another great start against the Wild in Minnesota. And you got to give the dude some flowers. He is the verbal punching bag of the media and the fan base. But Jonathan Huberto, really good game last night. Really nice goal. Couple block shots. Made some plays. Him and Manjapani both score. Big win for the Calgary Flames last night, who, by the way, now, on the season, don't look now, Maddie, 16-16-5. Watch out. Back to 500. Now you just got to get over that hump. Been very difficult for them to do this year. But that's a win. Got out on the road. Played a really strong first half of the game. And your elite netminder kept you in it. Saved your bacon in the third. Dust your hands off. Move on to Nashville. Off you go. Yeah, I thought it was uh, a fun, a little fun game to watch. Second period, Wild was kind of all over him. Kind of a low event second period, too. But uh, Flames played a great first period. And what I wanted to ask you and Patrick right off the hop here, right off the hopper, right at the beginning of the show, um, we hear this term all the time in hockey. What? And it kind of made me laugh, and it caught me. It kind of made me think of you know asking you guys this question because I really don't know the answer because it's one of those things where it gets thrown around in hockey a lot, like a ten bell safe. Mm-hmm. Flames played a quote great road period in period one. Yeah, is it really that much of a difference between a good period on the road or at home? Yeah, I think so. I, I, okay. think, I think that there is a decided difference. The the biggest okay. thing that you can do in the first period is keep the crowd out of it. And By coming up and just playing well. Well, I, you, slow you, it down. If you want to oversimplify it, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Slow, yeah. slow the game down. Make it boring for the home team. Like, or, or even yeah, slow, like get up on there, them early. There's a lot of things that you yeah. don't want to do. You don't want to leave yourself exposed to big hits. You don't want to uh-huh. leave yourself exposed to get your ass kicked in a fight. You obviously mm-hmm. want to protect your net and keep everything well battened down in the defensive zone, which I thought they did a good job of. As much as the Wild had possession early on, every shot attempt that was from anywhere that felt remotely dangerous was blocked and everything mm-hmm. else was from way on the outside. So I thought they just did a good job of, of keeping the crowd out of it because that's a wild crowd that, like, there was one collision where Elias Lindholm tried to throw a hit on Jacob Middleton and Lindholm took the worst of it. Middleton's a big, mean, nasty dude. And the crowd was into it. And they were up and they were on their feet. And that was in the third period. And it was like, oh, that's not what you want to well, do. Yeah, Don't like, let them get back into it. Don't let this crowd get any life. When the Wild were up 16-1 in the shots in the third exactly. period. Like they're it tying was right this. around there. They're tying this game. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's kind of what I think of when I think of like good road hockey. Yeah. You just like you don't okay. want to do anything that gives a crowd energy and momentum. All right, I, th- I thought just like a-, a good, oh, man, wait, Chad Kroger and Wayne Gretzky were sitting beside each other at the Canucks game last night? Well, I guess. I, I have no idea. Did you? Just I just saw the highlight distracted on, on by Sportsnet. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just saw the highlight on Central. That's why I was kind of like just totally. Who cares? No, it's just, <laughs> whoa. 
Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Just out of left field, we're talking about the Flames, and you get distracted by television yeah. because it's Gretzky and Chad Kruger. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Who gives I'm a like crap? I'm like a budgie yeah. who sees his reflection in the mirror. You're like a raven who saw something <laughs> shiny. <laughs> but that's more than shiny. I'm like, what? And they're really, they're really yucking it up. They're having a great time Aren't together. Aren't they pals? Like, isn't this know. like a well-known thing that Gretzky's like a huge Nickelback fan? Is he and really? he's passing it on to he's McDavid passing was. it on to Connor McDavid. Yeah, this is like Wayne a thing. Gretzky Nickelback. Huh. Interesting. I mean, like yeah, like he was in the. I think he was in the music video for Rockstar. <laughs> no. Yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure he All was. Right. Yeah, Wayne yeah. Gretzky, huge Nickelback yeah. guy. Okay. This is uh, via right. spitting chicklets. Oh wow! All right. Yeah. Loves uh loves a nickelback. Him and Chad yucking it up last night. By the way, great first period by the Sens last night. Down five nothing after one. <laughs> tough, tough, tough first for the Ottawa Senators mm. last night. Um not looking good. Jacques Martin not changing things around so far for the Ottawa Senators. Uh but the Flames with a three one win last night uh over the Minnesota Wild. Again, Jacob Markstrom, fantastic last night. For the Flames continues to be their best player this season. And the fourth line, I thought last night was really good. Uh, A.J. Greer with a really, really nice game there. Uh, just didn't score. That's pretty much the only thing he didn't do last night. As that fourth line, I thought, really, really outplayed the fourth line of the Minnesota Wild. And you talked about block shots before I got distracted by Gretzky and Chad Kroger sitting beside each other at the uh, Canucks game. Uh, Rasmus Anderson must have had extra ice packs on his body because he was Chris Tanev 2.0 last night with the amount of shots that guy blocked, especially on the penalty kill last night. Well, there was one, there there was a couple that he ate. There was one that Uyghur took in the first period as well, like right off the, like right off the hop. The flames are on their heels. He takes a block. And I, I went back and I looked at some of my notes and it's all, it's all the same. It's Rasmus Anderson and Mackenzie Uyghur just being meat bags out there, blocking shots left, right, and center, getting into collisions with guys all over the place. So, yeah, that, that's what you get when you're going to go and play the Minnesota Wild, especially as a defenseman. I, I thought Jacob Markstrom did an excellent job of settling pucks down on, on dumping tries and, and helping his defensemen avoid extra hits that you don't want to take against that Minnesota Wild team. I thought he did a really good job of kind of handling the puck in that sense and, and helping his defensemen move pucks out. But when you play the Wild, if you're a defenseman, you're A, you're going to be forechecked like hell, and it's going to be very difficult, and it's not going to be very fun. And and B, they like to go back to the point, especially without a lot of their skill guys in the lineup, no Kaprizov, no Zuccarello, and they just like to rip that thing and try and clean up the garbage. And as a result, you're going to end up eating shots off the wrist, off the hand, off the ankle, Anderson had one that was off the top of the knee, I think, when he was on the kill. I think that's the one that you're referencing. Like, it was just a rough game. That is one that if you're starting a road trip, you'd probably rather almost end there so you don't have to kind of ice bag yourself on the plane on your trip out to Nashville here. And, you know, I probably would like to rather enjoy yourself in Nashville rather than just do a whole bunch of rehab. But, you know, it is what it is. It's just how it's going to go if you're playing against the Minnesota Wild. They're mean. They're nasty. They try and beat you up. They're not very fun to play against, George, frankly. As a matter of fact. I thought thought that Wild tried to do uh, a big-time effort of trying to get into the kitchen of Jacob Markstrom. Like, 
they were all over him trying to get into his kitchen. Uh, I love when he pitchforked Rossi there when he tried to dig after Patan, Doug tried to di- yep. try to jam the puck in, and yep. then Hubert came, came in and in. buried and then what him. What does Marstrom and... do? Just gives him the old pitchfork, uh, right in the old, uh, right in the old soft parts in that yeah. area when he tried to dig the puck. And I thought they they had as as you kind of mentioned. They had a concerted effort out there to try to get into his kitchen and to disturb him because they know how well that guy was playing last night. That's something I want to ask Brent Cron about, and Greg Millen alluded to it last night a little bit. Like, Markstrom is so confident right now that the guy's a fiery competitor. How many times do we see him just huck his stick onto the ice, into the bench, whatever, because he's such a fiery competitor? But last night, he did. he had both sides of the coin there. He was a total fiery competitor, didn't take any S in front of his net, and yet it didn't bother him, and he was still rock solid in goal. That's exactly what you want from Markstrom, right? Like, he's got a little bit of a easy trigger finger on that, that the pitchfork move, the, the slash there, and I'm all for it because goaltenders get the worst of a lot of the, the action around the ice. I, they, they don't necessarily get their flowers when they're very good, and when they're very bad, they get to be the GOAT. And that's a wild team that, you know, when they've got guys like Pat Maroon and Joel Erickson Eck and, and just a lot of these big forwards, Gaudreau and Dewar play a, a kind of grinded-out, nasty type of game as well. That's what's going to happen around the crease. But Markstrom's a big guy. He can handle himself in there. Like you mentioned, he's playing with a lot of confidence right now. I think this is the best that we've seen him play in, obviously, since last year, where he, he had a very down season. But the year before that, he was a, a Vesna nominee. I, I've said it for a while. I think he's one of those top eight NHL goaltenders, one of those elite guys that if you don't have, you're constantly searching for. And if you have, it, you, you don't never have to worry about it. And he just showed out again yesterday because, you know, in the first period, he's not overly busy, but he makes a couple of stops. In the second period, he's a little bit more busy, makes a couple more key saves. The, the Johansson two-on-one stop in the first period was probably the best stop he had to make all game. But then in the third period, straight up under siege. You know, 15-1, to 15-2, to 16-2 were the shots at one point. And everything was sticking to him. He was covering it up after. There was no second opportunities. He was battling in his crease. I thought it was another excellent showing for Jacob Markstrom. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was fantastic last I night. I don't know how Even you go to goal- anybody else if you're not on a back-to-back right now. Yeah, because everybody's like, oh, I, it's funny how all of a sudden all those cries for Wolf. See what I did there? have kind of quieted down a little bit. Oh, I got to bring up Wolf. He's got to play a lot. Or Vladar, like, no. Like, he's, again, he might single-handedly drag this team into the playoffs. He might. Yeah, he very well could. Even even with all these deals that we think are going to happen eventually with Lindholm, Hannafin, and Tanev, he might drag the Flames into the playoffs himself because he's been that good right now. I don't, it's, it's one of those, because I don't, what's his numbers as we wake up today? Because I don't think they're as impressive as maybe you think they are for Jacob Markstrom this morning, but just watching him the entire season, he's just been unreal. Like, he has been their best player, and as I stall, as I look up statistics on Jacob Markstrom uh, <laughs> this season. All right, okay, so he's got a 265 goals against and a 907 save percentage. That's tied for 20 if he's 16th in goals against average, and he's got one shutout, which is tied for 19th in the league. But he's played better than his numbers dictate, Matty. Oh, the, yeah, uh, 
every time I look at his numbers, I'm shocked at how low and bad they are. But then you he had remember a 220 and a 921 in December. Yeah, there's a there's a split factor going on here, right? Like his numbers yeah. are incre- I mean, they're they're much better. We he, we got like, into the stats yesterday. At, he started off at a 288 and a 901, and a 298 and an 894 mm-hmm. through October and November. December was great, 220, 921. That's what Markstrom should be, and he's got his save percentage up to round. That's what the league average goaltender is going to be at 265-907. That's what you want going forward with a good goaltender. And he's above both those numbers over yeah. his last 14 starts. Because exactly. going into yeah. yesterday over 13, I think you just mentioned it, George. He he's a eight, top 10 goalie over eight, his last 12. 8-4-1 and one in his last 13 starts going into yesterday with a 254 goals against and a 909 save percentage. Both those numbers would have increased from yesterday. So, yeah, listen, he's he's been... The heartbeat, the backbone, whatever you want to call it. We we all heard that he was going to come back and have a different mindset this year and, and be a different player. And night and day. He he has he has fulfilled that to every extent. And like you know, I I'm right there with you. This is a guy that straight up can drag this team into the postseason even after they make some deals. And we talked about it yesterday. It's probably best case scenario for this team is to trade your guys and then try and make that frantic push for the playoffs just so the guys that are going to be here in the future down the road, the guys that are part of the permanent solution can kind of feel that race and understand what that's going to be. Even if you don't have, you know, even if you have a realistic outlook on what the final result is going to be of this season, I'll put it that way. Yeah, Flames is two points back of the Oilers, and the Kraken Oilers won again last night. They won six in a row. Kraken, of course, have won five in a row. But the Flames, after a obviously slow start to the season, have definitely righted the ship. And I think a lot of credit goes to Ryan Huska. Like, they're getting nothing out of their power play, although they didn't have too many chances last night. But uh, they lead the NHL in shorthand and goals with nine, which is always a nice little cherry on top uh, for this team that has a very good penalty kill but the team just works hard under Ryan Huska I don't think there's any question about that and I know we've talked about Markstrom here in the first 15 minutes of the show and rightfully so but uh, Michael Backlund last night was all over it and it's funny how Andrew Majapani went from a guy that we were talking about taking bad penalties and disappearing for not only periods at a time but games at a time but man has that guy you know, been a factor on this team since being put together with Backlin and Coleman. And the captain was absolutely fantastic last night with the little plays he was making that just win hockey games. Yeah, he's been he's been consistent for them for a lot of the year. I actually, you know, mentioned went back and looked at some of my notes from the Wild game. One of the games I did not love from number 11 this year was one of the previous tilts against this Minnesota Wild group. But I thought he was really solid, like, Overall, but I thought the two lines really popped for me. It was the Backlund line and the Lindholm line. The The fourth line had its moments. I thought A.J. Greer stood head and shoulders above the other two. And, and then the Kadri line was slow, but I didn't think that that was necessarily a game for the, the younger guys, just understanding kind of the speed and the rough and tumble of, of that wild group. Um, but Backlund was really good. He did everything he need, that he needed to do. You know, Usually he would be kind of just right in the hip pocket of Kirill Kaprizov and, and Matt Zuccarello and that line, obviously without them in the lineup, a little bit more opportunity for Backlund to kind of flex some of the offense in his game. And I think I thought we saw that yesterday. Just another solid go out, win draws, kill penalties, 
you know, move the puck up the ice. I thought, you know, he doesn't get a point on that Manjapani goal, but he does a lot of the work on the, yep. you know, he he is a really kind of sneaky, smart entry in the neutral zone, which leads to the initial shot that Manjapani rings off the post. And then after that, he makes a diving play to kind of maintain possession. They go D to D, and moments later, Manjapani deflects that puck down and off the ice and into the net. So he, he doesn't get a point, but he had the entry, he had the recovery. It's a Michael Macklin type of night. Yeah, he was he was really good last night. And you talk about the Cadre line. Pospisil didn't get onto the ice in the third period till just over nine minutes to go because the Flames got into some penalty trouble there. And that's the only line that wasn't going last night for the Calgary Flames, uh, the Cadre line. But again, the fourth line was great. Definitely outplayed the Wilds fourth line and uh the top line with Lindholm, Sharon Glovich and Huberto was great all night. The backland line was great all night and they just got just enough goal scoring thanks to Jacob Markstrom's play to pick up that win. Uh Jordan one Osterley, bad one bad pinch and that ruined the shutout essentially. Like uh you know what I was I I kind of watched that a couple times and I know Greg Millen called it a bad pinch on their Osterley goal and yeah it was a bad pinch but also, if he keeps that puck in and he's aggressive, like the Flames have a big time odd man rush down low, but would the, have a great. But, but you've got three men. Goal, you, I get it. You got three was, men down it, low. You know that you don't have any help. If you lose that battle, none of yeah. your guys are going to be able to win a race and get back and help you. If you lose that battle, that is an automatic two on one loss. Yeah. And not only did he lose the battle, he didn't hold up Pat Maroon, so it became a three on one. And Matt, Pat Maroon's the guy who knocks home the rebound after Markstrom makes. Probably his best save of the entire night on Nick yeah. Patan, and then it gets knocked in by Pat Maroon. So I thought I'm the just saying w- it's a little harsh because it was such a bang bang play. But like, you're an AHL player; you should back off there and play yeah, defense. Okay. Like, he also, be smart. But then, but then, literally, like what? Five to ten minutes later, he comes up the ice and makes another rush and has a good opportunity to score a goal. And that's good. He's good on the rush. I think he skates yeah. well and he sees the puck well. Mm-hmm. But on that opportunity, I want him to back off all day because he didn't have the help coming. He did. He he obviously didn't realize that he didn't have the help coming. And then he yeah. lost the battle to Maroon. And he's not big enough in this league to fight with some of the other guys in the NHL, right? So, like, I think he gets manhandled in front of his own net at this level. He's he's filling a role that they need him to fill. Don't get me wrong, right. and he's doing a fine job. But that's a play that you can't make. That's why you continue to go back and forth between the two leagues. Yeah, I just uh, I just feel like if he makes that play, we're probably talking about it if it ends up in uh, Minnesota. But he didn't, yet. and he wasn't I, going no, to I, make it. I, I, and, I and totally he didn't even get what save, you're saying. Like... I know. I, I totally get what you're saying. It was just a very... Bang bang play and know your know your place. I guess if you're Jordan uh, Jordan Osterley uh, on that play. All right, uh, we got lots to do um, today. The Cobra is going to join us in studio at eight thirty because Flames played last night. Mm. Uh, our big show Flames analyst, Mister Brent Cron, is going to join us, and uh, we're going to talk to Jason Bukula coming up at eight thirty as well because Canada got knocked out at the World Junior Hockey Championship while we were on the air yesterday. Uh, it's always fun when live sports are on when we're on, but not so much fun when Canada gets knocked out at the World Juniors. Uh, Radic Bonk's kid, puck goes off him. He's a defenseman for Team Canada. Ironically enough, against the Czechs, um, Canada out at the World Juniors in the quarterfinals. And talk about the interest level just going for this mm-hmm. tournament. 
Yeah, it's um, only hardcore you know, like you are going to watch the rest of the way. There's only three more games, so it's not yeah. like it's it's not like I have to really be that dialed in. You're not um, into the relegation game? No, I don't okay. care. No, I I don't watch Canada Latvia. Why would I watch the relegation game? Hey, if they if, hey anytime those guys get in the quarters and and they impress some people, I'm I'm very impressed. I didn't watch the game yesterday, the Sweden game, because I was upset with the Canadians, and I I was I usually get pretty like when the Canadians lose, I don't usually watch World Juniors the rest of the day. It usually kind of sours me. Axel Sandin mm. Pelica, man, yeah, I know he's gonna be a good one. Yep, scored in overtime. Mm. Probably shouldn't have been in overtime to start, but no, uh, hey, move Swiss, on, pesky on. Swiss, always yeah. bad penalty call too. Uh, Against the Swiss late in that game, but yeah, I'll be watching tomorrow. Uh, I'm hoping for either what is it? Uh, Sweden, Finland would be a good final, or who's the other team? USA, USA and uh, Czech Republic. the Czechs and yeah. the Czechs. Yeah, yeah. who be Canada? So yeah, I don't know. I I think the, the Americans and Swedes are probably going to be playing in the gold medal game, and that's going to be a game that's definitely worth watching because both those Final teams Saturday? are very stacked. Uh, it'll be what's today? Wednesday? Yeah. Uh, Thursday, Friday will be the game. Oh, Friday's yeah, the final. Yeah, okay. Yeah. They usually they play them back to back. Oh, okay. The, cool. The yeah, it's an off semis day. and then the gold medal and the bronze medal game. Yep. It's an, it's an off day at the World Junior Hockey Championship. So we're going to talk to Jason Bukla. The Cobra is going to be in studio in the 8 o'clock hour. We, we gave the Cobra the opportunity to be on the Jason Bukla interview because Books, when he was on with us, I think just maybe about three weeks ago, Maddie, two and a half weeks ago. Mm hmm. Uh, when he said that uh, there, there's maybe a development issue with Canadian hockey. And he goes, we can't get into that right now. It's too long of a conversation. Well, maybe today was the perfect time to have that conversation because we'll get his opinion on a guy who uh, obviously uh, kind of knows what he's talking about, former uh, director of scouting for the Florida Panthers, draft analyst for Sportsnet. Dude knows uh, junior hockey has an eye for talent and young players. We'll get Book's opinion on uh, why isn't Canada, why are they falling behind maybe what the United States is doing in player development. We'll get Jason Bukla's opinion on that. And uh, Nick Kiprios is going to join us at 7.30, the host of Real Kipper and Born on the Sportsnet Radio and Television Network. He's, of course, a Stanley Cup champion as well. Uh, he broke the news yesterday on his show that the Leafs and uh, William Nylander and kind of Elliot Friedman doubled down on it on the broadcast last night that uh, we might hear a William Nylander extension it's very, very, quote, soon. And, Maddie, it's going to be around 11-5 for eight years for William Nylander. Your thoughts? Um, Yeah, that's 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 what you pay I mean, that's, nowadays. The guy got, he's going to score 40 goals again. He's going to get 100 points. And, like, the, the only thing I would mention Pedersen's is, waiting for that extension, I think. You yeah. see, once Pedersen sees Nylander, he's like, okay, tack on another mill. Yeah, listen, this is a, a big dollar amount. Um, it's uh, one of the things Kiprios does mention in kind of the three-minute clip I saw yesterday is that, um, you know, he's he's trying to get this done. They want to get it done before the All-Star break. The cap obviously is going to go up, and once you get to a hundred million dollars on a cap, you know, eleven and a quarter, eleven and a half, whatever it ends up being, is not going to be the worst thing in the world. Um, I like from an outsider perspective, it's kind of disappointing because I was looking forward to the William Nylander sweepstakes, just mm -hmm. because I think he he is one of those guys that 
you don't really get an opportunity to just get, whether it's free agency, which it is, it would have been now because you know they're not trading him. They're in a way different position than the Calgary Flames are with their UFAs, right? This is a, a Leafs team that legit has a a chance with some of the horses they have up front. So I don't know. It's it's feels steep if I'm being honest, but. I'm also not surprised that that's the number that he's asking or that he's kind of looking for. It's yeah. kind of the going rate, you know, that's um, right around the Panarin dollar. He's had two really good years back to back. There's a guy who bet on himself and when, and I would say your bet's about to cash. Mm-hmm. But again, the, the, the Tavares contract is it going to be around forever. I think it has one year left on it. Yeah. I think it's one more get- after this. Yeah. They get all the space, right? They'll have eleven million dollars in cap space, which, again, what, like, are going to let him go? It's it's like true. He's... Like, but the other thing too is like we can say, oh, they'll have all this cap space from from John Tavares leaving, and and you know he's going to get. I think they'll try gonna, bring Tavares back on a cheaper deal. Sure, it's essentially going to yep. double Neilander's salary. I guess he's at seven now, so it'd give him like four and a half or whatever it is a raise. But you also need to supplement the rest of this roster. Mm-hmm. Like we've been talking about this blue line a lot lately. Like they're not it, winning a cup here's with the thing. how it's constructed. If you can give him eleven and a quarter, eleven and a half, and you also feel like you can mix in the rest of the pieces that you need to win, have at her. Fine, by all means. But good luck, Brad. But once again, this group of four players has been together and been healthy for a lot of seasons yep. and has not really been able to get it over the hump. So if you want to roll it back, fine. But what else is changing that is making you different from the last multiple times that you've tried it? I know Brad Treliving is heading it now, so maybe he, you know, doesn't necessarily remember what has happened there recently <laughs> with the other iterations, but you, it, you can't really ignore it. Um, what do you got coming up on the Rose Report? Oh, man, so much stuff. Hockey, hockey, and more hockey. Plus, couple of NFL notes uh, that I wanted to pass on to you. Raptors back at it today. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah, that's it. All right. Yeah, all right. Nick Kiprios, Brent Cron, Jason Bukla. It's the big show. It's George. It's Matt. It's Patrick. It's Shan. It's Sportsnet 960, the fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio, it's the big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. In the afterglow. Of a Flames 3-1 win last night in Minnesota over the Wild. At 7.30, the host of Real Kipper and Born on the Sportsnet Radio and Television Network. Nick Kipper, also join us, Stanley Cup champion. Is uh, Brad Tree Living desperately calling Craig Conroy about a goaltender? Because they're going to play their fifth stringer tonight. Hildeby against the Ducks. Whoever that guy is. Martin Jones shut out last night. I don't know what you're talking about. Nothing to worry about here. No problem. Yeah, they got their guy. on the back-to-back? It's, yeah. just, it's just Anaheim. Dustin Wolf does it. Yeah. All the time. All the time. Literally um, all the time. Hildeby, <laughs> hey? Dennis Hildeby. Yeah, they love him. It's a good picture. He's nice a, long neck. First pro year over in North oh, America. Look at that. A Jason Bukula story on Dennis yeah. Hildeby. Guy's 6'7". Oh. He's going to be a good one. Yeah, you can tell by the neck. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Was he like Pierre Engvall with a neck? <laughs> no. Okay, let's not get crazy. He's not like Mike Glennon. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Merton Hanks for older listeners. Yeah. Mike Glennon goes to the zoo and the people try and put him in an exhibit. 
the giraffe got out. It's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, and uh, the Cobra, Brent Cron in studio. Uh, straight ahead, um, is John and Huberto on a New Year's resolution? I'll explain. The, the first line for Jason Buchla's scouting report on Dennis Hildeby, massive goaltender. Okay. Takes up a ton of net. There you go. That's good. Um, straight ahead at 7 o'clock. Barely um, adequate playing the puck. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't seem ideal. Um, want to talk about uh, John and Huberto coming yeah. up at 7. Yeah. And also, uh, which one makes me more un-Canadian? Mm. Okay. Sure. We're going <laughs> to do that at I 7. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Which one of these two things I'm going to talk about makes me more... Like I maybe I need to trade in my citizenship. Mm. Okay, all right. My passporte. Yeah, passport. Passaporte. You see Nick Cousins Passport, do another passporte. dirty hit last night too. No, I try and avoid Nick Cousins at every turn. He just Coyote player was kneed down by the bench or by the boards. Just came in, just oh, he elbowed did, his head. Did the old uh, cadre in the playoffs? Stapled him. Nice. And then he faked going unconscious just to get out of it. It was kind of nuts. Cousins did. Yeah. Yeah, he's a bit of a. He loves to throw hits like oh, that yeah, and never Z- answer the Zucker, bell. Zucker came and hit him. Yeah. And uh, mm. and he's like, oh, I'm out. Mm. Yeah. So. Glove off everything. Let's go. Yeah. I liked when Eric Gabranson ragdolled. Yeah. Him. That was my favorite. Anyways. I feel like you really miss Eric Gabranson. I do. Like you. I tweeted it you last week. You yearn for him. I miss Just him. Just say you yearn for him. I'm, I do. I yearn for him. Did you watch that mm-hmm. scrap he was in last week? It was incredible. He's the best. He's the best. He's the best third pair defenseman in the league. I'll say it. Okay. <laughs> I should better said. than. Okay. Can't wait to make a card better of that. Jordan, no, Jordan don't Osterling. do that. Don't Matty do Rose. that. Eric I was Branson's just getting excited. And also, he's probably paid too much, but that's fine. He got his bag, and now he can get more tattoos, which is awesome. Okay. Uh, you know what else is awesome? What? Motorworks. Oh, yeah. Because if you got a BMW, BMW, yeah, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Blue. Matty Rose. Matty Rose. Yo, we got so much stuff. Flames and Wild were part of a 13-game NHL skid that had all the Canadian teams in action. World Junior Quarterfinals. Wraps back at it tonight. Wranglers update. Dave Dickinson says it best, George. We got a lot of stuff. Damn straight we do. Start with the Flames and Wild from Minnesota. No lineup changes for the Flames. Markstrom back between pipes. Actually, thought the Wild had more jump early, but Flames, good job keeping everything on the outside, blocking anything that seemed dangerous. Flames did take a too many men penalty shortly after that, but mm. number 25 dialed in. Boldy up the left wing side. He takes a shot, takes a pass, and Markstrom stops Johansson from point blank range. Yeah, out of B, big man. Shortly after that, had a little four on four. Flames took advantage of the extra space. Backlund across the red line, and now the wild blue line. Backlund trying to split the D, loses it. Marjapani finds it and hits the goal post. A great chance for the Flames as Andrew Mangiapane came close to scoring, and now Anderson shoots. They score! Rasmus Anderson took the shot, and it looked like Andrew Mangiapane tipped the pocket of the wild net. Yeah, he sure did. Breaks an eight-game goalless drought. Wow, that's a heavy buzz. Yeah, it's a heavy buzz for number 88. How about it? 
Flames led one nothing early. I love the play Backlund made after the puck hit the post on the Manjapani play. How Backlund dove and Little got the dive. puck to Uyghur, Yep. And then uh, gave it to Anderson. And then Manjapani with a beautiful redirect gives the Flames a one nothing lead. Um, just an incredible play by the captain. And again, we talked about it yesterday. Manjapani's found some new life mm-hmm. on that line with Backlund and Coleman. He's a guy that kind of was disappearing in big time stretches this season it's like they need a ton more from that guy if this team has any any chance of getting of being a serious playoff contender in the western conference and since he's been put on that line he has definitely been a factor again for the calgary Flames. my favorite part about his game was he didn't take a bad penalty uh the flames yes. add to the lead later on in the period now we've got a three on one maroon and up the right wing side no no, 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 no. That's the wrong clip. How dare you guys not play a Huberto goal? It's such a rare occurrence. Where is it? Where, Where is it, you guys? Who was here yesterday they that ser- I need to? Seriously, they didn't put the Huberto goal in the... Huberto chance, Greer chance, Condry chance, There's Pat Maroon, ba-ba-ba. Check the Flames folder. What do you mean check? What's going Excuse on? me? It should be in sports. Yeah, it should be where I it need was it. Yesterday. It's the Hubert goal. He hasn't scored in November. Anyways, Hubert scored a really nice goal. Mm. Nice shot. Nice muffin. Oh. Yeah. You want it? I got it right here. Yeah, that'd be great. I got it right here. I'll throw it. It's in sports. Yeah, okay. Let's just go ahead. <laughs> just. Screech! Just break it. How right do we not have road. it in there? Now Sharon Govich will take over and flip it in on Fleury. Leaves it in behind the net. Dozier trying to clear it. Can't. Neither can Walker. As it's centered in front. Huberdeau scores! Yeah, it was worth the wait. 2 nothing after 20. Yeah, it was. You know, for our listeners out there, you know, Sportsnet <laughs> 960, the fan, is a well-oiled machine that has run exceptionally well from top to bottom. Honestly, it's a flawless we, operation. We've had issues with clips not getting in from the night before. We didn't have a save last week. Well, like I, you know, I came here to work, you know, on a show at a radio station. Hey, you know, I'm really excited. And I've been blown away by how flawless the operation is at times. Mm. You said flawless? Flawless. Mm, interesting. Into the second, the Flames created again Huberto and Sharky. Another dangerous two-on-one, yeah. although <laughs> that nickname. that's too bad for you. But then a bad pinch proved costly. Now we've got a three-on-one. Maroon, get up the right-wing side, centers it, and Patan shoots, and they score. That shot turned into a pass right under the tape of Patrick Maroon's stick. And he shovels the puck by a down-and-out Jacob Markstrom, and the Wild get back to within a goal. Yeah, three-on-one, giving up. Oosterley with the pinch. Markstrom, fantastic stop on Nick Patan, but then the rebound gets knocked home. Made it 2-1 right near the midway point of the game, George. Yeah, that was an unreal save. Oof. We talked about it. Wow. Oosterley with the pinch. Mm. Um, maybe ill-advised on that play. But Marstrom with an incredible save She's on the three and one. Yeah, he was great. Uh, the Wild and hit then, the post later on too. Sorry, go ahead. No, and then I was just gonna say, out of everybody, it's Pat Maroon who scored. Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> like Pat Maroon, 
I thought, I, I think Rick Ball's call was that he, here he comes rumbling up the boards. Yeah. Which is much more pleasant than the way that Jack Edwards talks Yeah, the guy's skating in quicksand out there. Yeah. Oh, but he's won so many cups. I get it. Oh. But not this time. Or this year. Unless he gets traded somewhere else. All right. Go ahead. The Wild hit the post later on, too. Alex Golgoski. Ripper off the bar. <laughs> I kind of leaned into that one. I, I felt like it was it's getting away one. from me, and I just, you know, leaned into that. Markstrom yeah. held the door for the rest of the way. He was very busy in period number three. Back to the wild captain. Spurgeon, far side to Maroon with a shot stop. It's loose in the blue paint. They whack and hack away and can't knock it past Markstrom. Boldy will pick the puck up. Boldy ahead. Johansson busting in. Is checked by Osterly. It's loose to Markstrom's left, and the Flames goaltender freezes in. Yeah, one point shots in the third were 15-2, to two, Minnesota. Oof. Penalties to Codra and Coleman did not help the cause. Coleman did get an empty netter, though. That sealed the deal. In the end, a 3-1 win for the Flames to open up their four-game road trip. It was a win. I mean, maybe we'll put it that way. I, you know, for the first two periods, I thought we did some good things. Third period, we were on our heels for a lot of it. And uh, thankfully, we had a goaltender that was, was on his game tonight because I think he allowed us to get the two points. Sure did. Yeah, he absolutely did. He was fantastic last night. The captain, Michael Backlund, was unreal last night. I thought that line with him, Coleman, and Manjapani uh, was their best. The top line, quote-unquote the top line, with Sharon Govich, Huberto, and Lindholm were creating chances all night. The blue line was well. Dudes are sacrificing their bodies, blocking shots. And you know what else I like, too? What? I like the fact that the Flames did not like that they were getting to Markstrom. No. I like the fact that there's a lot of pushback. The Flames are really physical. Not taking any guff from guys like Patan and Rossi digging away at Jacob Markstrom. And credit yeah. Jacob Markstrom. This is something we're going to talk to the Cobra about. They tried to get into his kitchen last night. They tried to rattle him. He's been fantastic in that arena lately. Had that incredible shutout the last time he was there when they won that game in that shootout one nothing. Again, dude's only let in one goal in two of his last two games in that barn, and he's been fantastic in Minnesota against the Wild. And just credit to him for just shutting things down. Get that guff out of here, brother. Next game Thursday at Nashville. Also, before we leave the Wild, uh, Ryan Hartman apparently told Cole Perfetti right after he high-sticked him that he did it on purpose. So Ryan Hartman got fined yesterday for this high-stick on Perfetti. You might have seen the video. It's right off a of face-off. He just slashes him in the face off the draw. And apparently, Ryan Hartman just straight up told Cole Perfetti, yeah, I did that on purpose because one of your guys cross-checked Kaprizov the night before and took out Kirill Kaprizov. And then Cole Perfetti just told the media. He said it in kind of a respectful way like I mean he said no uh, no disrespect no nothing against you just you know had to happen some, some, something had to happen against you know what for, for what happened to Kaprizov there I mean he's obviously mm-hmm. going to be out for a little bit and you know I don't think Gilly was trying to hurt him I think he's just playing heavy and that's just you know that play happens like you know he wasn't I don't think trying to be a you know a bad guy I think he was just you know that's what he thought he needed to do to get back at us um wild and that's what he chose to do um you know i was saying to a couple of guys like lucky it wasn't like a cheap shot hit or a, you know from behind or to the head or something that could have been serious it was just a couple stitches and um i mean kind of a weird thing to come out and admit it <laughs> what 
Yeah, what? And, and go watch. What the, are you doing? Go watch what Brandon Dillon did to Carol Kaprizov, and you'll be like, "What? It's like a check. It's, it's like a, a global thing." And Kaprizov threw the first cross check, and then Ryan Hartman's like, "No, can't do that, man." Yeah. Ryan Hartman's a scumbag. Whoa, whoa, he whoa! He's scumbag. I'm not going to disagree too much. Um, is the the hatred between the Wild and the Jets sneakily like one of the best? This was a rivalry that started up in 2018 with their playoffs that series. nobody talks about. They're backdoor neighbors. They're it's Winnipeg's closest Excuse team me? to them. Backdoor, like okay, sorry, anyway. whatever. Their backdoors face each other. Sorry, yeah, like okay. They're states right. across the alley, George. Yeah, okay. What's happening? Hey, hey St. Paul, how you doing? Yeah, can I borrow some sugar? Ain't no sugar being shared between these two. <laughs> hey, the Oilers roasting the Flyers yesterday. Um, we it's knew gross. Torts was sad. <laughs> He probably was not pleased with how they played up the road yesterday. Right wing point, Bouchard. Great job to keep it in. We're in the last minute of the second. Pass out. McDavid. Nugent Hopkins scores! Ryan Nugent Hopkins gives the Oilers a 3-2 lead. Yeah, Edmonton cashed twice in the third. They win it 5-2. Five points for Connor McDavid. It's the 10th time he's done that in his career. That is the most amongst active players. He recorded his 900th point in the process. And the Oilers win again. Hey, George, I think that we're all going to be kicking ourselves when we didn't get him for the heart when he was injured at the beginning of the season. Yeah. I'm going to repeat that every time he does something like this for the rest of the year. He was just... He, the passes he was making last night were gross. I know, and Fifth even towards to nine hundred, the um the pass he made to Drysaddle on the power play goal, and then they showed Torts just going, "Are you bleeping kidding me?" Like, <laughs> you're just, like what are you supposed to do? Like how are you supposed to defend that? They it had, was like a no look pass they had, right on the tape to Drysaddle, <laughs> who then just puts it like top corner. Like, what are you supposed to do? They had McTavish on in the second intermission, and they were showing highlights, and McTavish was just like giggling. He's like, oh, yeah, look at him. He gets McDavid in. And they're like, oh, you guys are using that as a verb. Or, oh, God, I don't like that. Yeah, he's that good. Yeah, he is. Oh, and look, everybody's like, oh, look at the Oilers, Stanley Cup. Yeah, again, when that guy's playing like that, he covers up a ton of the stink of that roster. It doesn't matter. Sure does. Can, like, can he drag them all the way to the Stanley Cup final? Can he score four or five points a game in the playoffs? No. Unlikely. Doubt it. Mm-hmm. But again, that's that's yep. what they are. Yep. Just him. Anyway. Canucks and Senators, all yeah. Canadian affair in Vancouver. This one done in the first period. There he is, Patterson on the half boards. Holding on to the puck. Feeds the line for Hughes. Now to Miller. Left wing. Back to Pedersen. Right side. Fandle. A one-timer, but he scored anyway. Elias Pedersen didn't get all of that, but he's got his second of the night. Second of the period to make it 5-0 in the first. They scored goals 3-4-5 and five, all within a minute and 19 seconds of each other. Laughed their way to a 6-3 victory over the Senators, who just continue to be the Sens. Ovi versus Sid for the 67th time in regular season. Pittsburgh has won 39 and lost 27 of the matchups. This was the 10th time that both of them found the net in the regular season, and one of them got the game winner. Dean across to Ovechkin from the right side. He scores! Alex Ovechkin from the right point! 41.8 to go! Oh, baby, it's 4-0 Washington! 
Washington. Yeah, that's Ovi's eighth of the year. That's the game winner as the Penguins battled back, but they could not get even as Washington wins it by a 4-3 to three score. George, trivia time. You ready? Yep. Let's do it. 16 players have recorded 1,500 points in their career. Ovi and Sid, the latest to join the club. They did it in 2023. The last time that two players with 1,500 points faced off in a game was December 21st, 2007. Who were the two players that had over 1,500 points that faced off? 2007? 2007. Okay, one of them's Yager. Yes. Who was he playing for? Uh, seven's Rangers. Correct. Who was he okay. playing against? Mark Messier? Nope. Messier was gone by then. Yep. Mm. The other player had slightly more points than Yager. He had 16-11, and this player had 15-53. It was a cross-conference matchup. Mm. Sackick? Bingo! Oh, nice. Nice job. Yeah, it was Yager and Sackick facing off December 21st, 2007. The Rangers and the Avalanche, last time two players with 1,500 points in their career went head-to-head. Other Canadian action, Leafs down in L.A. to battle the Kings. Nick Kiprios and Justin Bourne were talking about a Willie Nylander extension on their show yesterday. We'll get to that with Kip at 7.30. Uh, The forward, Nylander, responded really well in the game. Pass to the side of the goal. Centered in front of the net. They score! Mr. Ralph, you are brilliant. Nylander gets the goal. No sooner said than done. And the Maple Leafs have a one to nothing lead. It's like it's like a minute and ten clip. They're talking about Nylander oh, and how he's about Jim to Ralph score. And then moments later, he scores. And Jim, right after that, he was like, we're going to Vegas. Oh it, was, it, was, it was really, yeah. we just don't have time for it, unfortunately. Canadians visited the Stars. Montreal looking to avoid a third straight loss. Dallas had won six in a row at home, obviously. The opposite of what we would expect did happen. Down for Suzuki in the corner. Nice pass. Monaghan backdoor. Caulfield scores. Perfectly set up. Suzuki, Monaghan, and Caulfield. Yeah, it's 11th for the season for Caulfield on the power play. Made it 4-1. That's your eventual game winner. Another two points for Nick Suzuki. Shout out to Sean Monaghan. A game worst. Minus three in the victory. Jets host the Lightning around with the Canadian teams in action. Winnipeg was leading 2-1, trying to close it out when Andre Vasilevsky gifted them some insurance. Mm-hmm. Dumped inside the Tampa end off a couple of sticks. It's given away. Nemestikov out in front. Back for Ehlers. A shot. He scores! Andre Vasilevsky gave it away to Nemestikov, who just handed it off to Ehlers coming in late. Yeah, it's the game winner. 4-2 the victory. Some much-needed insurance on that one. Vlad Nemestikov set a career high with three assists. Did so against his former club. Jets have won three in a row. Elsewhere had a banger between the Rangers and the Hurricanes' top two teams in the Metro, although the team behind, big winners in this one. Andrei Svechnikov scored twice as the Hurricanes run it up 6-1, the final score over the Rangers. They're running up a sixth spot on Igor Shosturkin. Andrei Svechnikov has a five-game multi-point streak going as the Canes really starting to heat up, George. Uh, is that everyone's pick to win the cup again, like I hear every year, the Canes? No, they weren't the pick this year. This year, they're the underdog pick. They're the dark mm-hmm. oh, okay, pick. Oh, okay, because that's everyone's trendy pick. It's well, GVP and I had them in the final. Yep. 
We had him in the final. I don't remember any of my stuff from the start of the season. I barely remember what I did yesterday. Bruins beat the Blue Jackets <laughs> 4-1 to to pass the Rangers for top spot in the NHL. The Predators shut out the Blackhawks 3-0. UC Saros passed Thomas Volkun for second in franchise shutouts. He now is 22. Panthers beat the Coyotes 4-1, to and Nathan McKinnon scored an OT. The Avalanche beat the Islanders 5-4. to Red Wings got by the Sharks 5-3. Only two games tonight. Devils caps at 5-30. Leafs and Ducks go at 7. That one's going to be on Sportsnet West. World Juniors, Canada knocked out in the quarters. <laughs> oh, Canada, our home and native land. Mm. Disappointing end to their tournament. Czechia scored with 11 seconds left in the third to break a 2-2 tie. Elsewhere, Sam Honzik in Slovakia eliminated by Finland 3-2 in overtime. Also, the U.S. beat Latvia 7-2. Later, Axel Sandin Palka scored an OT. The host Sweden escaped tragedy at the hands of the Swiss. Semis go tomorrow. Sweden versus Czechia, USA, Finland, 7 a.m., then 11.30. We'll have a State of the Nation with Jason Bukla and Brent Cron coming up at 8.30. Also, coming up uh, after the break, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you which makes me more un-Canadian, if oh. that's even a word. Okay. I uh, got a couple NFL notes for you as well, George. I don't know if you saw the video from the weekend, but the Panthers were on the road in Jacksonville. Ugh. They got a wall up yes. 26-0. They're now locked into last place in the entire NFL at 2-14. and 14. They should have the first overall selection, but they traded it to Chicago last Ooh. year so they could draft Bryce Young, who has been undoubtedly worse than the second overall pick, C.J. Stroud. The owner of the Panthers is David Tepper. He is erratic, very involved with his team, and in probably all the wrong ways. He was in a box at the game in Jacksonville, got into it with some Panthers fans who are not pleased with what he's doing with their favorite team, and a video that surfaced shows him tossing a drink towards the fans in disgust. Uh, they weren't very happy, obviously. They uh, tried to jump in the box and scrap them. Um, they were obviously stopped. But then the NFL find David Tepper 300K. Yeah, there's a few sonic rings out the pocket for you. Some clown-ass behavior, Mr. Tepper. Yeah, he's a jerk. 300 grand for tossing a drink? It's a lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for him, it's, maybe, a, it's a maybe drop in the dose, hat. Maybe don't disrespect the fans. He's a 22nd yeah. richest owner in the NFL. Yeah. Is he really? Yeah, he's 20 billion. That's yeah. what he's worth. That's why he throws mm. drinks at people. Only Walmart, the Broncos, are richer than him. Mm. Oh, yeah? yeah. The Waltons? The Waltons. Yeah. Hey, also, I don't know if you heard this, but Titans head coach Mike Vrabel is not a fan of losing. Mm -hmm. It sucks to lose, Gentry. <laughs> Trey, did we need to show you anything? Uh, did you have another thought or no? I'm just curious. <laughs> Why? It, it, it sucks. Losing. Awful. Yeah. That's why I want to win. Because you don't sleep. You want to win for the players that bust their tail. That's it. This is coming from the man who once responded to the question, would you cut your penis off for a Super Bowl with this answer? Oh, been married 20 years. Yeah, probably. You've got three. <clears throat> As a player. I guess we'll be married for 20 years one day. Hmm. <laughs> Thoughts, George? Uh, if you don't got thoughts, I got clenching scenarios for you we can get to. No, I got thoughts. Okay. Would would Matt Rose cut off his for a back-to-back -back Stanley Cup championship for the Calgary Flames? I don't think so. 
I don't think I What's would. Matt I like getting how you out thought of it. about it, though, for a second. Yeah. What is Matt like, getting out I, of that? I, I, did, I, didn't, I didn't really think about it, George. <laughs> I, just, I was more basking in the glory of the question rather than thinking about it. He gets a ring as a member of the media, Patrick. No, that's not a thing. They yeah, don't. It's a thing. But if I get a ring... I think Pat would be the only one that would get a ring. And then Derek. And then Megan, probably. Those three. I, what? I well, actually think Derek would get it over Pat. Well, yeah, but Pat, yeah, I guess. Whatever. Nope. nope. But they probably both would get one. They but share let's, it. Why don't we live in that world one day? Yeah. <laughs> See, the problem would be is there would be nowhere for me to wear the ring. Okay, NFL <laughs> clinching scenarios. Buffalo can clinch the AFC East title with a win over the Dolphins. If they don't win, the Bills can still clinch a playoff berth with one of these four scenarios. Okay. Buffalo tie or Pittsburgh loss or tie or Jacksonville okay. loss or tie or Houston Indianapolis tie. Okay, so that's Pittsburgh. Now, there's a lot of these, George, so I got, uh, let me. I'll just keep going. Houston clinches AFC South Division title with Houston win plus Jacksonville loss or tie. Houston clinches a playoff berth with Houston win or Houston tie plus Jacksonville loss plus Pittsburgh loss or tie. Okay, you got all that for Houston, George? Sure. Okay, we'll keep going. Indianapolis clinches AFC South Division title with Indianapolis win plus Jacksonville loss or tie or Indianapolis tie plus Jacksonville loss. Indianapolis clinches playoff berth with Indianapolis win or Indianapolis tie plus Pittsburgh loss or tie. Okay, you got that? Mm-hmm. Okay, we got more. Jacksonville clinches AFC oh South Division title with Jacksonville win or Jacksonville tie plus Indianapolis Houston tie. You got that? Yep. You wrote all that down? No. Okay, we got more. Jacksonville clinches playoff berth with Jacksonville tie plus Pittsburgh loss or tie or Pittsburgh loss plus Denver loss or tie plus Houston Indianapolis doesn't end in tie Miami Dolphins the Dolphins oh, clinch man. the AFC East <laughs> division title with a win or tie against the Bills you know what's my favorite they one have already oh, sorry. Clinched oh, oh, a playoff spot. could you not interrupt PR Patricia, sorry, Patricia. I gotta start the whole thing over again oh. all right Buffalo can clinch the AFC East title with a win over Let's the Dolphins do what what do you mean George you you don't want to are you you want me to play? The, okay, we'll play it again. Next time you do win. that, can you please what? just put on a pair of khakis like that dude on Sunday Night Football? Oh, Steve Kornacki. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love Steve Kornacki. Yeah, math. Get my board out. Uh, my favorite Steve one? Steve Kornacki's just getting warmed up for big November down south. Is Buffalo can miss the playoffs altogether if they obviously lose their Sunday night game. And if Baltimore and Jackson, or sorry, if Jacksonville and Miami both win and Baltimore loses, Buffalo's out. I wasn't listening to any of those. I or was just trying to troll okay. George. That was okay. basically the point. Raptors back at it tonight. <laughs> um, you can make my we're your home for basketball, although the Raptors game is on the other network. Uh, tonight, Thunder and Hawks at 5.30 on Sportsnet 1, and then the Heat and the Lakers at 8, also on Sportsnet 1, George. You see Victor Wembanyama's for, uh Shooting like running three he did yesterday against Memphis. I didn't see it, but I I got multiple push notifications about it. It was pretty cool. Okay, good. it was pretty cool. This guy's gonna be a monster. Uh, Montreal and Ottawa played to overtime in the Professional Women's Hockey League yesterday, oh, and feisty Sophie Batez scored the game winner for Montreal. Marie Philippe Poulin held off the score sheet, Ooh. although she did have a penalty shot where she got stopped tonight. <laughs> Minnesota and Boston go at five o'clock. 
Wranglers and Firebirds renewed their rivalry from last year's postseason. Welcome to Snipe City, Alberta. Yeah, maybe not yesterday. No. Uh, as Calgary won the first meeting, then they got beat up by the Firebirds 6-1 on New Year's Day, and then they lost 3-1 yesterday. Ooh. Gave up three straight in the third period. They host Henderson Friday and Saturday. We'll have the game on Saturday night. They got four more games on this homestand. Hitman will face the Giants tonight. That goes at 8 o'clock on Sportsnet 960. Chaotic armadillo. Flames prospect Jaden Lipinski will be suiting up for Vancouver. 30 points in 35 games this season. 11 of those goals. No Sam Honzik, though, as he's still coming back from Sweden. And from the AJ, the Oktoks Oilers play the Calgary Canucks at 7 o'clock tonight. The Oilers forward Ethan Rowland was named the AJHL Player of the Week. How about this? He had eight points in two games coming out of the break. Two goals and seven points for a new franchise record as the Oilers beat the Olds Grizzlies 11-4 last week. And good night and good luck to you, sir. Uh, terrific stuff, Maddie. The Rose Report is brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Straight ahead, uh, more on the Flames' 3-1 win last night over the Minnesota Wild. Uh, kind of want to do a New Year's resolution thing with Jonathan Huberto. We'll discuss that. And we'll talk about which thing makes me more un-Canadian, if that's a word. We'll do that next. It's the big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan.